in life for free. But you can give them to the birds and bees. I want money. What'd you think of Money in the Bank 2021? Ooh, I would uh I would give it I, I'm I'm leaning towards a thumbs up and I just can't tell if it's because it really was a good show or if it really was just nice to see fans actually back in the building telling the writers and Vince in the back what works and what doesn't work. You're only leaning they, towards a thumbs up? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I just like I again there was and yeah, I it's definitely it was the it was the most entertaining pay per view that they've had in a long time since WrestleMania Night One, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, WrestleMania Night One totally did. And again, because it was it was the fans back, but from like top to bottom, I feel like and yeah, you know, like I said, and I I'm again going towards that thumbs up because I feel like for the most part, all the people who needed to win got the wins. Yeah got the win. So yeah. you were so your solid thumbs up? I'm pretty much a solid thumbs up. I was entertained throughout and coming in, I was ready to hate it, you know? Um WWE is just hasn't been grabbing me for the past year, you know, despite the circumstances everything's been going on. I was ready to dislike it and it slowly pulled me in and I was into it. The crowd was was great. It was great to see people there again. That was everything great. felt normal again. And, you know, WWE's ring work and production is impeccable. You know, you just yeah. can't beat it. And it's like when they flex, they flex fucking huge. You know what I mean? And it's like, this is our product. Check it out. Boom. Yeah. And it's awesome. Obviously, there's a lot of creative behind there that doesn't elicit the emotion that I think it could have. You know, certain things could have if they were built properly. But... The the ring work the show I, I thought it was energetic I would I got into it I liked it I give it a thumbs up yeah they, yeah you were you were really enjoying there's that new set which was nice it made everything look shiny and new for sure yeah they it gave that, it a big that big show feel that set yeah they got that Mandalorian screen behind them now where they can yes. pull whatever they want you know <laughs> yeah and they even had some Mandalorian effects with uh in the beginning they uh. Ray Ray must have brought some of his uh, Lucha Underground ideas because they uh-huh. did something with him and Dominic in front of the uh, uh, the the pyramids in yeah. Mexico, and they had the suits on, and then they yeah. stepped through the the portal. Uh-huh. Uh, so they they definitely got the their their effects on too. So yeah. it, it felt like a big show. And they got the augmented so. reality for the fans at home. Yep, that adds. Which, a nice have you done that? There. Have you done one of those yet? I have not done one of those yet. Augmented reality. No, uh, no, for for a pay per view. Oh no, no, no! Is there an additional no. layer? I was just thinking they've got those three D effects floating in the sky there, that you sort of see as you as the as the the camera dips into the Mandalorian screen. You know? Yeah, yeah. I couldn't tell. Like I don't know. I I had some of those Samsung uh, VR glass, and I don't remember the. I watched the Netflix movie on there. Okay. And yeah, it. I got really sweaty. That's all I remember. <laughs> Just getting really sweaty yeah, yeah. <laughs> of, of that headgear. But uh, yeah, anyway, we digress. Uh, so let's, you want to go over some of the matches? Let's go through the matches. Uh, I'm going yeah. to let you give the analysis, and I'm just going to give my shitty comments. Good. <laughs> so we start off with the pre-show. Uh, we got uh, fam versus fam. This is basically Vin Diesel's worst nightmare because family was fighting family uh-huh. as, the, as the Mysterios took on the Usos. Yep. Uh, so I was I was uh, 
telling my son how I was kind of surprised that Dominic is still kind of going strong. He, you know, mm-hmm. him and Ray had this first father and son tag team champs in WWE. Yeah. And, you know, they, you know, even though it was pre-show, it, it was a big deal. The Usos got a huge pop. Yeah. Got a huge pop. And then just like maybe because it was the the first show of the night. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, yeah, Dominic, he does good, man. I, I think he, he probably, he's going to, he's going to need Ray for a while to, uh, help keep carrying him. Uh, I hope they don't, some bad creative person doesn't decide to just turn him, have him turn heel on his dad and think that's the way to go. Cause it's not, cause he's not ready to be by himself. Yeah. I don't think that's going to be the case. I think here's what I see as what, what the, the fate of Dominic. And if they do, if they, they do this, I think it'll be awesome is that they will continue to work uh, Dominic and Ray together until, until the day that Ray Mysterio decides to retire and he hands the mask over to his son. Oh, that, now the see, now that's good. Now that's good, right? And then yeah. the rate, you know, the prince becomes the king. Exactly. You know, I think he should start maybe. Uh, I know he can't probably go out there as prince, you know, because they got uh, Finn Balor made that appearance and he's kind of got that prince moniker. But I would love the passing of the mantle versus the actual. The, I, I just feel like that's, that's right there. You got to You got to utilize that. You know what I mean? At some point. Ray's going to retire and you've got to take that moment to have him hand over the mask. You know what I mean? Oh it's yeah. Such a, such a big moment. Yeah. And it's very cinematic, right? Oh, I'm you sorry. Your... Podcat is out of control. Podcat. Yeah, yeah. She, she has an opinion. Yes. <laughs> but it's funny. Cause it's just like, I don't know. I think you, you know, I think you hit the nail right on the head uh, basically. Cause then you can do it's cinematic. Cause you can do flashbacks of, you know, Dominic remember in those times with his dad, you know, mm-hmm. and almost like the dad is gone. But anyway, it's not happening tonight. But the the Usos took the gold, and now there's more gold at the table. Of the tribal chief, basically has more gold in his family. Yeah, I had a really cool picture on Twitter that was floating around with basically the whole tribe all with titles on their shoulders, yeah. which look really cool. I, mean, I love the that that feeling of basically bringing back that uh, Samoan SWAT team feel, and uh-huh. having Paul Heyman, who kind of ran that Samoan SWAT team. Uh, be a part of that. I I just feel like that's that's wrestling legacy. So I'm I'm happy with that win. I'm good. With, and like I said, I was happy with Ray and Dominic. You know, I appreciate the history of them having the belt, but eventually I had to do it. Was it too soon? Maybe, but it doesn't matter. I again, I once it happened, I'm like, okay, I'm okay with this. Uh, and then the uh, the curtain jerk. The opening match was the the women's Money in the Bank ladder match, and I was mm-hmm. like, well, that was really exciting. To I love that they have to. This is one of my favorite pay per views. Because, you know, again, like the Royal Rumble, you have, you know, something special has to happen because the gimmick match itself is the reason that you're like, okay, something cool is going to happen. So you had Alexa Bliss, Asuka, Liv Morgan, Naomi, Natalia, Nikki, A-S-H. We'll get into that. Tamina. explain to me Nikki Cross's name, please? Because I'm not sure I get it. I, I don't get it either, and, and I can't stand it. It's so I was kept finally trying to figure I finally found out what it stood for. The A-S-H, how creative this, almost a superhero. That's what that stands for, and okay. it's brutal. Okay. It's brutal. I tweeted at her. I tweeted, I think it should be Nikki S-A-F, superhero as fuck. That's what I think <laughs> it should have been, rather than this lame, almost a superhero, because she's got – She's gonna. She's just that person that she's gonna make everything work because she's just got that energy. Yeah, 
man, she looks good in that suit. I mean, yeah, I yeah. know that's that's a that's a cop out, and that's kind of uh, low hanging fruit. But I think it's just she makes she's making that gimmick work. But she made her old gimmick work. Yeah, I mean, but, if, uh, she, if she were a guy, we'd have no problem saying that she leaned up and she got she's looking strong and she looks she looks great. Yeah, no, I think she looked really good, and it's just like it, it kind of it's vibing the same way that uh, Hurricane Helms made uh, Shane Helms made Hurricane work. Yeah. I get that vibe that it was just like, okay, even though this is supposed to be a little silly, she's making it work. She's leaning into it and it's working. And guess what? They rewarded her because she won the match. Yeah. I think, so the, she got I think the crowd's into it too. I think, I think. Folks oh yeah. There. I think it's over. This was yeah. the first, this was the match that you started to realize that you're not going to just be able to do whatever you want. The crowd's going to let you know if something's working and it's not working because Natalia and was getting booed and so was tamina and yeah. there's they're they're the baby faces and they were getting booed in the crowd and, yeah. and natalia being the vet she leaned into that yeah but it was good alexa it's not surprising she was getting cheers and i can't really that's a whole thing with bray being in this weird limbo state like you don't know what it's if he's ever coming back and then she kind of has his gimmick but she had new music tonight uh so you couldn't i couldn't really tell but the crowd was still into her uh Liv Morgan was kind of like the the dark or that the person that they were building up to really win this match. And I would have had if I would have put money on it, I would have thought Liv was going to win. Yeah, they had a lot of vignettes. They had her in the pre-show that she was going to win. And but she didn't. And but she got a she got a really nice pop, too. Yeah. And Zelina Vega looking really good. Uh, I she looked tweeted, awesome. Yeah. I tweeted this out. She got that uh, Satanico vibes from from Dust Till Dawn. Satanico Pandemonio. <laughs> yeah, she had that vibe coming. I was like, all right, yeah. I'm 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 glad she's back. Uh, yeah, so this was a really good match. Uh, Naomi, I'm she's always great. She's just like, I don't know what's why they just don't give her the run. This wasn't the place for her because this was going to be the spot that if she didn't win, people were going to be upset. Uh, but she didn't get squashed. So, she, I mean, she had a strong, she had, uh, she was in there with some of the false finishes and stuff, but yeah, I don't know. The only thing, but my only complaint that I had was uh, the Alexa bliss uh, hypnotizing uh, Zelina Vega. I mean, mm-hmm. that's not, that's just not working for me. I don't know if that's works for you. Um, I, I didn't care for it. You know, I, I prefer my wrestling matches without magic. It's yeah. just, it's just a pet peeve of mine, you know? Um, yeah, I, I just I'm not into the whole Alexa Bliss gimmick right now. I don't I feel like it's kind of shoehorned into her, uh, you know, to into her original character. And um, I miss I miss the fiend. I miss Bray Wyatt. I just I don't get it. I don't really I don't know. Are people into this? I mean, they de- they definitely like her, but I don't think they're into it because it, it just feels like a big void knowing that. I feel like this was a way of them carrying the gimmick, even though Bray Wyatt's gone. But man, there, um, there's just like Alexa's awesome, and she just she doesn't even need this gimmick. No, she didn't, the, she never needed it. No, and she but there's only one Bray Wyatt. It's not the gimmick. He's making the, a great gimmick even better. But if you would have put this gimmick on, it's the same thing with the Undertaker. It's just like if you would have put it on somebody else, it may work for a little while, but it wasn't going to last. 30 something years mm-hmm. and that's just how bray wyatt is and you can't put it on a like she's gonna make it work because she's great but you can take it off her and she's still gonna be great but it's not i don't know it's just and the people are cheering her so it, it sends a very uh weird message but she got kind of won it before so i really wasn't expecting her to win again i was betting on Liv morgan 
Uh, but I didn't count on Nikki uh, SAF. <laughs> yeah. Take, you know, it's just like I forgot how over she was. And people love her. Mm-hmm. And you can tell she's excited. So I, I'm even though I expected Liv to get it. I'm I'm okay with this win. Yeah, I was good with it. I kind of half expected to get over or her to get over, but I didn't want to say so because I wouldn't be wrong. But like, yeah. <laughs> she just feels like she uh, uh, she's just been in the zeitgeist for the last few weeks since she came out with this gimmick. She, you know, on Twitter, people are talking about her. It just seemed like a natural fit. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, I I totally agree. I, I I'm I'm completely cool with her winning, and now she's going to be running around all year with that belt. Where with Liv Morgan, this can tell her a better story that she kind of got. She didn't get the big one again. So now you're just like, this is like to show her pure perseverance. Yeah. So I think this is going to help her character. Just like, okay, now what? Right. You got another obstacle in front of you where basically the money in bank briefcase is a prop. And now you're going to have a very animated person running around with this cool prop that can cash in the belt at any time. Right. You know? So yeah. I, I, th- I think, I think it was the right move. Yeah. I'm cool with it. Uh, I think, I think it was solid. Yeah. Uh, next up was the first, a really big pop, but you know, was AJ Styles and Omos versus the Viking Raiders. Uh, yeah. AJ got a huge pop. Uh, I don't know. The match is just like AJ is always great. No worries. Uh, I had up an epiphany tonight that I just realized that the Viking Raiders, who are really athletic guys, but this gimmick makes them feel like they are playing Vikings in an SNL skit. Like you're waiting for them, like oh, 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 I'm a fight. You know, I'm, I'm waiting sure for. That the, I'm not sure that the crowd even knows what to make of them. Yeah, it feels like they come out and they're like, "Cool Vikings." It's like, yeah, I'm not sure that that's even. Yeah, no, that, no one's buying that. I don't know. No, they're they're totally SNL Vikings because it's just like I don't know if a gimmick like that works anymore. You know, but these guys are just they're great wrestlers. But they, I don't know either way, but. They played it good. Omos, for being as big as he is, they kind of protected it. There was a really cool spot of him throwing AJ over the top right into a Hurricane Rana. That was nice. That was cool. But yeah, nothing nothing really memorable about this match other than they're like, okay, they got the Vikings back in, the SNL Vikings back in there. Uh, but AJ and Omos cop, uh, kept it. Yeah. Uh, then this is when... Uh, we had Drew McIntyre, and this is when we realized that Thunderdome is dead because he basically, it, the crowd wasn't into him during his, in, and it was a backstage interview. Yeah. You know, so he just like, you know, he's, he, I think he even mentioned something about the Thunderdome, but he's just like, you can tell it's like, uh oh, he was the Thunderdome ever champion. And I don't know if that's ever going to ha- always just hang over him. Bring back but, the uh, screens. Yes, because it's just like they're not the crowd. Let them know that they weren't hundred percent into Drew McIntyre. It sort of highlighted to me how silly that sword is. What are you? Yeah, gonna, what are you going to do with that? So you going to stab somebody with this sword? You're going to? I don't know. Maybe he should crash the SNL Vikings uh, skit, and there he can. Go. I got a I got a sword. We're Vikings. That's <laughs> that's form a that's form a team. Yeah. Oh man. I mean, it's it's kind of ridiculous that he has. What are you going to do with? The, are you going to murder someone? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he, he. I don't think he needed the sword. He was a better heel, but uh, that remains to be seen what they're going to do with him. I don't as a baby face. I don't know if he worked yet. But yeah. uh, next match was the first uh, WWE Championship match. It was uh, Bobby Lashley versus Kofi Kingston, and we had another, basically another. Kofi was over. Kofi was way over. Mm-hmm. But basically, we got another. I would call it a squash match. I mean, Bobby Lashley kind of 
beat the crap out of Kofi Kingston, like hard, like, and he was getting some cheers because, you know, Kofi got some pops coming out, but as the match, he started hitting that dominator and then he hit it again and the crowd started chanting one more time. And again, that's the, the excitement of that live crowd as in, you don't know what, what they're, what they're going to be into and what they're not going to be into. And they can change their mind at the drop of a hat. And he gave him like three or four and, and he, Kofi lost big. Yeah. Lost really big. I feel this is the point though, where the show started kind of taking off. I yeah. feel like the energy here just started, just built up to a certain point and it didn't stop until the end of the show. Um, yeah. Even no, though, even though Kofi lost big, I, I enjoyed the match. Um, I thought it was energetic. I think that, uh, you know, Kofi was definitely getting the baby face pop in the, in the whole match. It was it was good, even though it wasn't necessarily squash. It wasn't as bad as when you know Brock beat him in ten seconds or whatever. But oh yeah, no, it wasn't that bad. But they're look, they're setting up because you know we'll talk about this later. When Roman Reigns comes out there now, he feels like the top guy. Uh-huh. He feels like the number one guy, and Bobby Lashley looks like it, but he doesn't feel like it yet to me. Uh-huh. And it's just like he's they're giving him these dominant clean wins. Uh, but honestly, I mean, I think he needs Brock Lesnar to come in there, and I think he needs he needs a rub from a big guy. I have a bad feeling it's probably going to be Goldberg for SummerSlam. Oof. That's what I have a feeling is going to happen. But are Bobby they, are they La- going to do a match at some you know Arab Sheik's birthday party? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I guess the good news, if it is Goldberg, I, I feel like Bobby Lashley is going to pat, going to beat him clean. But it's just like, I feel like Lashley still, I don't know. I didn't like that they were teasing, you know, a breakup with MVP because Bobby Lashley isn't good enough on the mic. Yeah. He needs somebody on the, he needs a Heyman guy and MVP on the mic is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I kind of wish they would have kept, you know, the hurt her business together because then you at least had that four horsemen feel, but like trying to get it back away from that and just make him this guy by himself. I'm okay with him being like crazy Bobby Lashley, but I think he needs people around him still Mm -hmm. because he's not good enough on the mic. Yeah. All right. And then, yeah, you're right. This is where uh, the first appearance of the biggest heel of the evening was the peacock app and this was the first appearance of them they did a run-in in the charlotte uh intro where the lights went out the the, the, the that first glitch and what was cool though this is where it felt real because rhea ripley got a decent pop but so did charlotte and mm-hmm. you can tell the crowd was definitely split but when those that when the glitch came back on charlotte was giving the crowd the finger and that was great. <laughs> and, you I know, missed that. I didn't see that. Oh, yeah, that was great. And it's just like people on Twitter caught it and they were retweeting that. But, yeah, it, it goes to show. And I think they should do that. Even if they're cheering her, don't fall for it. Give them the finger. Stay mm-hmm. stay the dirtiest, dirtiest player, the new dirtiest player in the game. Mm-hmm. I want her to stay heel even if she goes into some weird uh, baby face mode. But, uh I yeah, I had a feeling that this was going to be a title swap, and it turned out it was right because it, she's a flare, right? She's going to lose the belt and she's going to win it back. Yeah, she's going to lose the belt and she's going to win it back. So, uh, do not be surprised when she's right up there with her dad when she can say she's a sixteen-time champ. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean Charlotte's great. She's she's definitely one of the, one of the best ever. This all I couldn't help but think this may have been a little bit of a, sorry we fired your boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, there's no title run. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, it just you know felt what? a little bit like that to me. 
Because, I mean, she's, totally- she's had the belt so many times. Yeah. And she will again. But, you're you yeah, you might be right. Because, yeah, if she shows up on AEW, there, I mean, that's going to really send shockwaves. So mm-hmm. that's one way to keep her in there. But, man, you might be right. Uh, are you a... How, what's your feelings on Rhea Ripley? I like her overall. I think she's a great character. I think she she looks great in the ring. I guess that's it. I don't know. Yeah, she's not. Uh, I don't feel like she's a hundred percent ready for that top spot yet. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you know, even uh, Pat McAfee, who again, man, hats off to him. I we talked about this before. I didn't think anyone can replace Corey Graves. They just been really striking out with color analysis as far as like somebody who really stands out. But Pat McAfee, man, he leans into it hard. I mean, yeah. he came out with his Fort Worth, Texas shirt and belt, belt buckle. And like he sometimes goes heel, mm-hmm. and but sometimes he tells it straight. Yeah. You know, very Corey Graves, very Jesse Ventura. We need that. So hats off. He did it. But he called it. He's just like, wow, like Rhea Ripley is basically the underdog in this match. And mm-hmm. even though she's the champion and, you know, obviously for a work, you know, it's not. But in a way, he's right because she's an underdog because I'm not sure she's ready to be in that top spot for a long time. I don't think so either. Yeah. I don't. So there, I don't know. It's just very, it's a very crowded division and not a lot of places for it. So I don't know. They can, they may be able to get some more miles out of this, but was not surprised. And, and it was a pretty decent pop when she beat, uh, she beat her clean. I mean, Charlotte, again, she's one of the best ever. I think, she, I think she's got a huge fan base. People love her. So people were happy to see her get the belt back. But again, to me, it just felt a little bit just like I've seen this a lot of times already. And I I, I feel like whatever was going on before this, what you know, there was some weird stuff going on between her and WWE and what, she, yeah. what her, her status was exactly. This, I, like, again, this felt a little bit like I'm we're sorry you fired your boyfriend. Here's they have to. And I mean, she was a she's a flair and she wasn't on WrestleMania. It's yeah. like, are you kidding? Are you joking? Yeah. It's like not only she is, so it's like, yeah, she needs to be carrying that belt for they need to get. I know they want to have her, she's already had the belt swap a lot. She needs to have a nice long run now. Yeah. I'd like to see her have a long run and start stopping people because, uh, the you know, the swerve of the night is everyone, you know, there was a lot of Becky chants, and even Becky was trolling people that you know she might be coming back, and it was just definitely that's just her way of keeping her name and the chance fresh, but she was not coming back tonight, yeah. You know, and it's been a year, right? This is the last time we saw her was, you know, the next night after Money in the Bank. You right? know, the qu- quarantine edition is when, surprise, the belt was actually in the briefcase and I'm going to have a baby. Uh, that was that was last year. Swerve. Yeah, that was a good swerve, which out of all the stuff that happened in the pandemic era, my favorite Matt Port pay-per-view was the Money in the Bank last year, yeah. where basically they were inside the building fighting their way to the top of the building. There oh, yeah, was a lot that was of, a good one. I remember that one now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they had some dumb stuff in there, but but the concept to me was so exciting that they were literally going to be fighting in an office space. I thought that was a great, great way. So, again, this is one of my favorite pay-per-views, so I'm 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 glad that uh, they had some exciting moments like that. And they did. They definitely had some big moments tonight. But then this is when Peacock went all in on the heel turn. Thanks, Applebee's. Yeah, Applebee's. <laughs> It's Dude, not, it started is it, is crapping it out on that WWE Applebee's commercial. Yeah, on that terrible commercial. It's just like, let's the, just throw a bunch of wrestlers in there. The internet <laughs> said, no, we can't yeah. have this. 
<laughs> and it's funny, even uh, Baron Corbin, who's, uh, you know, he had a gimmick for a while where he looked like a server at Olive Garden was in the Applebee's commercial. And maybe <laughs> that was just too many chain restaurants exploding, you know, together at once. So yeah. we missed a lot of like the cool intros. And uh, of course, all the cool intros to miss. I mean, you had freaking you had Ricochet, you had, you know, Johnny Drip Drip, you had Seth Rollins, Mr. Drip, you had the Shinsuke, like all Matt Riddle, all these people have great entrances and Big E, you know, for a big pop, like that was all of all the entrances to miss. We missed all of those because yes. of Peacock. Yeah. So that kind of sucks. So I had to kind of rewind and go back there. But uh, good news man, is we're match- all getting free Applebee's. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Oh man. Uh but to me this was the uh this was the match of the night. I really dug this ladder mm-hmm. match. It had a lot of this was one that I just kept looking at everybody and you just felt like wow. Really any of these people could win this match and and you can make it make sense. Yeah. Cuz you had Big Big E, Drew McIntyre, John Morrison, Kevin Owens, Matt Riddle, Ricochet, Seth Rollins and Shinsuke. Mm-hmm. I feel like any of these people could have won the match. Yeah. And it's like, that's that's an exciting place to be mm-hmm. that you're like, oh, there's no way. I mean, think about it. the only one that was kind of like the underdog that people would have groaned if he won was Drew McIntyre. And then even him, there was a part of me that thinks, oh, shit, this is how they're going to get him back in the picture is let him win the match. So he could have won it. Yeah. Uh, but then they're doing this thing with Jinder Mahal and his uh, his crew that he has uh Basically, some old three man three man band heat, I guess. So they came around and basically took him out of the picture. But great spots, great bumps, uh, great tweets. This was a fun tweet along. Uh, to me, the tweet uh, name suggestion of the night was uh, Johnny John Morrison and Seth Rollins. Somebody wants to name them the two man power drip. You know, which is <laughs> which is a great callback to the Cena. I mean, not Cena with the Stone Cold Triple H two man power trip. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, uh, I love uh, Shinsuke as the King of Strong Style. You know, he's got a crown, so he's out there. Vince always but has they, to have somebody be a king. Yeah, Vince always. Yeah, there's always got to be always a king. king. There's always a king. <laughs> he does have a royalty fetish, I guess. <laughs> Uh, Matt Riddle did it, you know, the, man. And what's these were all the athletes that you were expecting some uh, spots, you know, as we got. But Ricochet, man, he had the spot of the night. Yeah, and I was telling you, um, is has there been a Riddle Ricochet feud? I feel like that's 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 fire right there. Oh yeah, I mean that's why I mean all of these guys in this match. Uh, there was some just solid solid one-to-ones you can have i mean riddle and shinsuke had a, a good uh face off like that but when riddle pushed ricochet and that ladder and then ricochet landed on the top rope and did a flip yes. and lo- sold it and it worked perfect because riddle sold it with his face that you was like whoa mm-hmm. you know you just expect as everything about it works so well uh you had you know Johnny I, I saw a tweet that was <laughs> that made me laugh, and they just said, "I feel like Ricochet is underutilized." Like, <laughs> you think? Yeah, you think he is, huh? <laughs> uh, it looks like finally somebody's waking up to like getting him back in the picture. So it was it was cool to see him in here. Uh, Kevin Owens is always uh, 
an innovator of violence, very Tommy Dreamer of like he comes comes up with these ways to do these gnarly like spots with ladders. And he did a couple, man. Mm-hmm. He took some gnarly bumps on that, like on the rim. He took a power bomb and then he took a power bomb to the outside and broke that ladder. Uh, that was the bump of the night. Um, some cool stuff. John Morrison, you know, the Prince of Parkour still showed that I was just like, man, I was when he hit uh, Shinsuke with the drip stick. And, you know, in the face, because I was yeah. like, why does he have water guns? That's dumb. Until I heard the name was Dripstick. And then I'm like, OK, I'm in. Because <laughs> <laughs> then when he squirted him in the face with it, I was like, oh, my God, they're going to give Morrison the, you know, the freaking they're going to give him the briefcase. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. And in my head, I'm like, you know, OK, Miz, you know, Miz cashed in successfully twice. He can help him with it. That can make it work. But uh, I fell for a lot of swerves here. And then I saw Seth coming up here who Seth has the number one cash in of all time, you know, the heist of the century mm-hmm. at WrestleMania. So I was like, Oh man, maybe they're going to give it to him. So that's what makes matches like this fun. That like when all of a sudden you realize, Oh man. And then you really get that false finish swerve. I don't know if you had a couple moments like that tonight. I don't know. I never felt that uh, John Morrison was going to, was going to get it. Cause I feel like somebody at WWE hates John Morrison. <laughs> yeah. I feel like someone, they always give him silly shit to do. And I just don't, I don't think they did put him over, but um no, I, I really didn't know who was going to win, and I think maybe that's because I haven't been following uh, the WWE storylines lately. And I think, but I mean, that's that made it more enjoyable for me. I think that the problem that WWE has very often is that things aren't predictable because you can see where they're headed. You know what yeah. I mean? And you have a sense of who's going to win, and you have a sense of of why they should win and what they're setting up. Um, right now, I feel like it's a little bit of a reset. Okay, we're coming out of the pandemic era. They can start over. So I, I honestly had no idea who could possibly win this. But but the internet told me that everybody really wanted Big E to win. Oh, really? I do. Yeah. I you know what? I, and maybe I fell asleep on that. Not not literally asleep, but maybe I slept on this idea because he was getting he was starting to get over and then he got the belt, but then he lost the belt you know, to Apollo. So I was like, Oh, maybe they're, they're not high. And, you know, it's like, but then why would they break him up, mm-hmm. you know, from the new day? But then when he, when he went up there and he got that bell and that was a nice pop. Yeah. That was a nice pop. And I was like, Oh, and that's when I told you, it's like something big better happen because that would have been how you wanted people to go home. Oh yeah. Of seeing him. And, you know, he sold it with his face and now it's just like, and cause look, he can take on both. I mean, he's a legit contender to both, you know, Roman Reigns mm-hmm. and Bobby Lashley. Like he can. So I don't I I like the idea of teasing, you know, you don't know who he's going to cash in on. I yeah. like that idea. Yeah. Um, I, Wrestling Twitter exploded when that happened. Yeah. So. Oh, uh, yeah. I think I think that was great. That was solid booking. And like I said. That was just felt to me. I was just like, oh, is Vince actually listening to the fans and giving <laughs> yeah. them what they want? Is he doing yeah. Is he doing that all of a sudden? So uh yeah, that's great. I'm looking forward to see where that goes. I, I love Biggie. I've always liked him. I liked him since he was um AJ Lee's bodyguard and all that shit. Oh man, think about this. Yeah, and he was he was there for now what used to be the first biggest cash in, but now it's the second biggest cash in thanks to Seth Rollins. But Biggie was there when Dolph Ziggler had that Road Warrior pop with AJ. And Big E came out with Dolph for that pop. So I feel like it's a nice full circle nod, almost to the point where I wish they would have had a curtain call moment and like had like 
you know, Dolph come out and acknowledge that, you know, you were just kind of like, you know, the side piece when this happened, now is your chance to shine. Cause Biggie's over, man. It's just like, they, they took him away from new day and he's still over like he's in new day. Yeah. You know, you know, so it's just like, I don't know. It's just, they're probably like, Oh, you need to get away from all the jokey stuff, pal. And it's just like, but I don't know, just let Biggie be Biggie. Yeah. Just let him be, let him be funny sometimes. Cause it's just like, you look at him and it's just like that. When he picked up, I forgot who he did it to. I think he did it to Seth. Mm-hmm. When he gave him that big ending off the freaking ladder. Yeah. Dude, he's a big dude, man. It's just oh, like, yeah. he, he's the guy that could have went through the ring when he did that. So I loved, again, I love this match and I love the finish. Yeah, I think so. his his sort of sense of humor almost distracts you from the fact that he's a huge powerhouse of a guy. <laughs> yeah, you know, know what I mean? And he's up there Which, with, with anybody in WWE. Oh, yeah, absolutely, man. It's just like, dude, this, this guy's pecs are like insane, man. By the way, the reason Dolph Ziggler wasn't there for that pop was because he was at Applebee's getting fucking <laughs> pizza He was shooters. in the Applebee's. <laughs> it's like, oh, man, have the ta- how the Applebee's tables have turned. <laughs> oh, but yeah, matching the, to me, it's just like matching the night, you know, um, which is good because it's a money in the bank pay-per-view. So at this point, the show is going full steam and it's it's good. Uh, we're I'm into it. I'm enjoying it. And like I said, I have no trouble admitting that I was ready to hate this show, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No. And, and like I said, I was just like, I, you know, it, it wasn't out of the park for me, but I, again, I loved it. And that, that match really put it over the top that I was like, okay, this is good. Like you said, are they starting to listen to people? Mm-hmm. My only concern up to this point now was just like, how do you top this? How because, do you follow you know, this? Okay. Yeah. It's just like, send how are you going to now, how are you going to send the fans, fans home happy? Because we're so trained by Vince. Okay, damn it. I'm going to give you something, but I'm going to take something away. Right. And then I was like, what's going to happen here? It's like an but abusive then it, boyfriend of yeah. all the fans. Yeah. So it's just like, what was he going to do? But then it's just like, I had a feeling. Edge got a nice monster pop, right? So the main event, Edge versus Roman Reigns. He got a big pop. I'm like, okay, maybe the crowd is still into him. But then Roman Reigns got a big pop. So I think people are just like giving these the pops for their favorites because they're glad to see him. Because I noticed even Drew McIntyre got, you know, the chant along for the one, two, three uh-huh. before he did the kick. And I was like, oh, maybe he is over with. But then when he started climbing that ladder and people are like, oh, you heard the <laughs> you heard the collective groan, like, don't do it. And it's like, finally, Jinder Mahal gets cheered. Like, yes, save us from this. <laughs> well, no, I, so, think, I think the crowd was on a high after Big E getting the uh, money in the bank. So, yeah, they I, were, think, I, I think they were they were alive. Yeah, and I and I dig it, and I and I love that Roman Reigns didn't lean into the people cheering with him. He's like, you know, don't cheer me, kind of thing. So it was good. Uh, what we, what we expected is, I think uh, Edge now is addicted to gifts. Like he wants to to give those, you know, those weird facial. <laughs> like he's, you said, he's so animated with his face. Yeah, he's got his facial. He's got his facials cranked up to eleven. Yeah, they're they're a little bit over the top. You know what I mean? He knows yeah. exactly where the camera is, and he's giving his just hugest gift face. Oh, yeah, he did. Please and, make and, me a gift. <laughs> and he's even forcing, you know, the other guys, like, I'm going to stick this chair thing in your mouth, and I want you to do a gift, you yeah. know, and I want, we're all going to be gifts. We're all going to be gifts together. It's going to get us over in Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it was still a good match. You know, it had some false finishes. I just could not see uh, how Edge was going to win it, so I couldn't figure out you know how it was going to happen yeah uh but then i i was this is where i got a little bit of confused and that's why i don't think the show 
was a slam dunk. You yeah. know, I knew Roman was going to win, but I just couldn't figure out how. So to have Seth Rollins come out after, you know, he did the interview after losing, you know, the money in the bank. He's like, I, I you know, I got to figure out a, pl- a different plan to win this title. Yeah. Then he comes out and he basically stops Edge from winning the title. Mm-hmm. It's just like, so you want to fight Roman Reigns for the title instead of like Edge? So yeah. I was very confused why he did it where rather than I, I would have appreciated it more that he's like, I'm going to help my old shield buddy, yeah, you know, keep the title. And then like, maybe he'll give me a title shot kind of stuff. So it, I don't know. It was a very, to me, that was a weird mix. It was very weird. And you know, the thing is the match went again, this is a match I came in ready to hate and it won me over. And I, I was into it, and I was like, "This is going great. I like it. How are we going to finish it? Can you please? Are you gonna? Are you going to give me something satisfying? You know, they they just chucked the whole fucking thing away. They just chucked the whole match away. Like yeah. all their hard work was chucked away with this weird sort of run in by Seth Rollins for who no for no reason is breaking things up. And yeah. obviously, they're setting up Edge and Seth Rollins now. I guess." So they just divert your eyes to this and just forget about everything that just happened. You know what I mean? That match was not important because now we're on to Seth Rollins and uh, Edge, you know? So, yeah. And then, of course, the, the the biggest fucking surprise of the night, right? What happens after that? And you called it from the very beginning is we get fucking um, Jacob Toretto. Yeah, Jacob Toretto. <laughs> <laughs> we did, yeah. I had a feeling it's just like SummerSlam in L.A. who... You know, Edge is not going to win. They can't do a third match after doing Mania. Who else could do it? And it was just like, well, John Cena's in town, so let's just use him. Yeah, and, and he got a he got a big pop. You know, because and again, it's just like it was kind of weird because Usos ran out and then Mysterio stopped them. So that was the way of getting them out of the way. Uh, they could have worded it a little better because, like you said, I had a feeling they were going to lean into Seth versus Edge. So they should have worded that a little better, and then that would have left Roman there. Uh, with Cena, but I, I uh, like, I, I think this, you, you didn't dig it as much as I did. Cause I liked, well, I didn't like Cena's hair. He should have left his hat on. That felt weird, but he got a buzz when, cut for the show. Yeah. He was just like, he went back to old scene, but when he ran in there and I loved that he didn't say anything. And finally, you know, he almost ignored, you know, cause right now Roman Reigns is like, acknowledge me, acknowledge me. So for him to run in there, not acknowledge him literally not acknowledge him and then finally when he does he kind of did a one step two step and all he did was you can't see me and then left i like that because it's like okay yeah i can't acknowledge you and you can't see me that's all that needed to be said yeah i think the biggest part that just that ruined it for me was just how they screwed the finish of the whole Roman Reigns and the and yeah, just like you because it was great and these guys broke their like I did you see the welts on Roman Reigns's forehead? You know what I mean? He had, oh, yeah. these, he had these guys kicked the shit out of each other and the finish was just thrown away. It's like you've seen the match. We, it doesn't matter how it ends. Let's just for, move on now. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I totally agree, man. These guys, you know, for they they're really hitting each other harder than they need to, and that's what sucks because yeah. it's just like it feels like. The, the fans may appreciate it, but the fans don't even understand it sometimes what's happening. Yeah. But the office in the back, they don't acknowledge it. And it's just like, why am I going to do that if you're not going to acknowledge it? Because, yeah, these guys, yeah, and they beat the crap. I mean, Edge is, Edge is 50. Yeah. 
yeah. you know, and he's in there with Roman Reigns and Roman Reigns. He's his problem has never been his ability to go. He's he's got Samoan lineage. He's it's not like, oh, Roman Reigns is going to have a bad match. It's like, no, Roman Reigns might bite your ear off. And yeah. that's what's good about him. It's just like, so you're right. that It sucks that they did at least didn't. They could have did the exact same thing with Cena, but they could have had. They could have put a bow on that match better than they did. No, instead they ran off set like fucking Tom and Jerry cartoon. You know yeah. what I mean? It just, yeah. it just, they just threw the whole thing away, and I, I didn't dig that. You know, I, I no, think- no, though you're absolutely right. They could have, I mean, they could have did something so much more. You know, they could have, you know, they again, even the Edge versus Seth to get them out of the way so they can have this big face off felt like it was a little bit more rushed. And I think that just comes back to they did not set the clear rules, like the clear, uh, basically, what was Seth's motive? Why is he doing this? And if they would have made that more clear, and if he would have been a little bit, and if it would have been more directed towards Edge, then even having a weird, because then he had a weird face-off with Roman, Uh even though he was like, you know this match is not happening. Uh You need it to be that basically that, Rome Edge uh Seth and Roman were in on it together and that would have made it feel more clean than it did because you're just like wait now is, does he want to fight Roman mm-hmm. like that was so that was all just modular like you took away from the match now you're taking away from some you know what you're set the next match you're setting up for and then look if it was anybody more other than like Cena or Rock a few other people you know this wouldn't have worked the you're the, the fans met went moved on and Cena got the pop because they haven't seen him in so long. But that doesn't, like you said, that doesn't take away from that, that match, you know, ended weirdly. Yeah. So totally agree with you on that. Yeah. But I, again, I, in my head, I'd already moved on and I was waiting for that Cena thing to happen, but I totally agree with you. That could, that could have been cleaner. I thought you were right. The Cena thing was going to happen. It just seemed like a natural fit, but I, for, for me, those types of finishes when you've got the, the run in at the end and they say nothing and nothing happens, that's pretty unsatisfying to me. I, yeah. I just, just I want to hear or see something happen. You know? Yeah. Oh yeah. I agree, dude. I, I think they could have took a, uh, they've rushed everybody out of the way just so they can have those people in the ring. They rushed them out of the way yeah. where they could have kept them out of the, the way clean and they could have ended the match. A little bit, you know, they could have ended clean, you know, uh, because, you know, Edge put him over clean. Mm-hmm. You know, he definitely did put him over clean. And that, and to them, that's all they needed to know because they're, again, it's the creative people are, are getting, maybe they're getting told to just rush it, or maybe they're not understanding that, you know, it's very unsatisfying to wrestling fans. They need some closure. Yeah. <laughs> and they don't always get that closure. And this is the closure of Edge and Roman Reigns. And you almost didn't feel it. Where I feel like if it was a, a one-night truce for the Shield to get back together and for Seth to help him, that would have felt like, okay, that makes sense. Seth and him were friends. They have history. Mm-hmm. Thank You know, they could have did it with a handshake, right? It's just like, fine, yeah, thanks for getting rid of a handshake in there. Yeah, you know what I mean. Anything to acknowledge the fact that these guys have a history. Yeah, but they and just, just kind and, of stared at each other. 
and and almost challenged each other. And I think that was dumb. And again, that comes back to not everybody needs a rock and roll theme song and not everybody has to be a badass. And sometimes yeah. the heels are heels because they do slimy shit. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they cheat and sometimes they make deals to, to you know, take shortcuts. And that's why heels. Why are you heel? Because you break the rules, because you break tradition, because you, you know, you do these things that are, aren't fair. <laughs> yeah. And that would have been like, haha. I, I, you know, he could have said, look, I acknowledge you, chief, you know, we go back a long time, yeah. you know, handshake. And then he could have went back and then edge could have heard that. And then they, then they could have fought to the back and then Roman could have been in the ring laughing. It's like, doesn't matter. I got away with it. And then boom, that's when Superman, you know, dad's home, you know, and he comes back and he's like, no, you're not getting away with this. I, I don't acknowledge you and you can't see me. Yeah. Oh, and here you go. Yeah. So, but we don't book this stuff. We only Twitter book it. Right. Right. <laughs> so, but again, still, man, uh, the fans being back made, made it all. So the fans get the, uh, the nod of the night. Peacock was the heel of the night. And my, the money in the Mac mails back was the, uh, I think match, it's a, it's a toss up between Peacock and Applebee's. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I love that it's just like you 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 naturally gravitated to Applebee's being the heel and if Applebee's, you know, understood viral marketing, they would lean into being heels. Exactly. <laughs> lean into it, man. You like you know, shitty eat, food, eat here. Yeah, exactly. I mean, look, you you see Wendy's Twitter. Wendy is a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she she leans into being a heel, right? Yeah. So it's like Applebee's needs to lean into it, man. It's just yeah, like, man. sorry, man, we're we're angry. We make our drinks strong. Mm-hmm. You know, we got Guy Fieri and you know he takes advantage of us, so we're angry. Yeah, come in and get some <laughs> fucking watermelon margaritas and some pizza shooters. <laughs> oh man, let's end this on an Applebee's My commercial. Applebee's <laughs> <big toppers. laughs> Top with your choice of irresistible topics. It's got to be. Applebee's.